Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. Hey, Dream Builder, this episode is powered by Design Crowd. Design Crowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses get creative and quality designs from custom logos to business cards and even web designs. There's a community of over 900,000 designers from all across the world that's ready to bring your idea to life in as little as ours. So head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and see what all the hype is about. What's up, Dream Nation? We are back again. We have an episode today that I'm excited to bring to you because we're going to talk about one of the biggest buzzwords in the world, but we're going to talk about how you can really make sure that you have substance behind it. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my brother, Mr. Steven. Is it Steven or Stefan? Steven, you got it right, sir. Got it. I'm pretty good with this thing. So Mr. Steven Somers. Steven, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? Well, I would love to. First of all, I know we chatted about you've got the greatest name in the world. So I am loving that, first of all. Uh, secondly, I'm loving Dream Nation. I think it's a really great thing that you're doing. It's a really important thing, too, which we'll get into today. You know, talking to people who are either starting a business or they're already in business and they're looking to change or grow. You know, these are conversations that are important. And for me personally, I wouldn't be sitting here today had there not been people putting out good stuff, you know, even when I started, it was like people like Jack Canfield inspiring me. So my hope is today and my goal is as much as I can to inspire your listeners, give as much value as I can, share as much context as I can about that buzzword, which I won't reveal because maybe you want to reveal that. I'm not sure, uh, but I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely going to reveal it, but you got to stick around. But exactly. no, shout out to Jack Canfield as well. He's been a mentor for me. He's come on the show. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Jack. He's inspired so many of us. And so it's it's great to know that other people are also loving the content that he puts out. But I always love, I don't know how often that you've listened to the show, but I always love to start out by comparing us as entrepreneurs, thought leaders, change makers to superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly flying around the world. We're putting on our cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And so here's what we do know. We know that there is a person called Superman and behind on the S on the chest, there is that guy named Clark Kent. Some of us can describe who he is. Some of us can't. But what I want to ask you is we know this S on the chest as Steven Somers, but behind that S on the chest, tell us who is your Clark Kent? That's a great question. I love that. So I can, and I, you want me to describe the person as yeah, such? Who's that person? Like, who are you? Cause we see the Amazon, we see, you know, yeah. the companies that you run, we see it on Instagram, all these other things, but behind the scenes, when there's no camera on, who yeah. is Steven Somers? No problem. Well, first of all, I'm very regular, normal guy. And anybody who knows me in my little town here in Wexford in Ireland will tell you 
that I haven't changed since ever. Like I haven't become a Lamborghini guy. I'm not interested in that kind of thing. So I'm a very regular person. I'm interested. I love business and that's my, my big passion. I love reading about business. I love learning about it. I love sharing it too. But, but behind the scenes, very normal guy. I'm a humble person. And like everybody watching here today, I still get imposter syndrome. I still am like, why do people even listen to what this weird Irish guy, I'm a business partner, Robert, who's another weird Irish guy. Why do people even listen to us? You know what I mean? And then you realize and you look at the results that our clients get and you think, well, that's why, because they're having success, they're doing well. So, you know, I am very much like everybody listening. The only difference between me and you listening today is that I've had some really good mentors along the way. I've also implemented a lot of things and I've got, I've got experience now, 10 years uh, in business at this point in time, uh, 11 years this year. And that's the only difference. I'm, I'm a very normal person. I have a nice home here in Ireland, but I don't have a mansion. I don't want a mansion. I don't have a supercar. I have a nice new car, but it's not a Lamborghini. Uh, so yeah, I'm just a normal guy, but I've got a little uh, boy, Harvey, who's nearly two years old, uh, who tells me what to do. And uh, yeah, like I just, I run companies and that's it. And I love oh, it. answer. Yeah, no, I I love it. And I think that it's important for people to hear that because when you just, just like you said, like everybody paints the picture of the Lamborghinis and everything else. And some of these people are renting these Lamborghinis. They don't even own them, right? There's so many, there's a facade that's out there. And what it does is it creates what you said in the beginning, that imposter syndrome, that no yeah. matter how good you're doing, it feels like you're not good enough. And so to be able to see the other side of that, that says like, hey, I don't have all those things, but I am still running businesses. It lets people know that that that's not the norm and you can still be yeah. who you are, right? And still well, run these businesses. 100% dude. And I'll tell you something else, right? Like one of the things we're known for is we're really practical. Like that's the big, it's so important because uh, I'm not going to swear on the show. I'm thinking this is a family friendly show, so I'm not going to swear on this show, but a lot of people BS, right? And talk a lot of BS out there and, you know, Lamborghinis and things like that. Here's the thing. When you're making money as an entrepreneur, if you personally earn tons of money, right? Uh, it's a silly thing to do. And people are like, what do you mean? Like my goal, because my goal was to make millions of dollars a year. That's what I, back when I was young, younger, I'm 33 now. But when I was much younger, that was my goal. I thought that's what I wanted. I want to be a millionaire. And I am a millionaire now in the, in the sense of like, I own multiple million dollar businesses, have that net worth, but I don't have a million dollars in my bank. I wouldn't want to. Why? Because there's something called deposit, uh, it's deposit, deposit guarantee scheme. It's in every country and it's in the US, it's in Ireland, it's in the UK. And what that basically means is a bank will only guarantee $100,000 pounds, euro of your money. And if you're married and have a joint account, 200,000, right? And there's even little things like that I didn't know years ago. I just was like, God, rich people have got like millions in the bank and they don't because it's not, it's not a wise thing to do. I'm personally earning hundreds of thousands of dollars, pounds, euro personally per year. Doesn't make much sense either. And everyone's like, what, what, why? Because you're going to pay half in tax. It's pointless. Mm. So, you know, that's a thing as well. I'll tell everybody listening what you think is success now, when you start to get into business and pro pro make progress with them, you will see the reality is very different. Like my whole thing now is I want to take just what I need 
for from a monthly standpoint, leave more money in my company and reinvest and grow something real, grow something long term. Um, that's what where my head's at, you know. But a lot of people, you know, they get into entrepreneurship because they think that it's gonna be like I've got tons of money, it's bottle service every day. You know, reality for me is I've got a two-year-old son. Like, I mean, we traveled with him whenever we could travel. You can't travel. Days of travel are gone. They're never coming back. <laughs> but, you know, right now in Ireland, it's a lockdown. I, everything's closed. Like, it's, that's how it's going to be for the next couple of months now, unfortunately. But that's how it is. But even before that, like, I remember we went to uh, Spain on a vacation. Myself, wife, and our little boy. He was about a year old then, Right. Dude, the amount of bags and suitcases this little kid needed was unbelievable. So traveling all the time with a little kid like that, it's actually stressful. So I don't want to be traveling around the place all the time. I don't need to. And I think that our definition of success needs to change. Like I like, I love business. I love business books. You give me a business book, a day out on the golf course, I'm very happy. I don't need, like, no one needs uh, hyper expensive things, but, and that's, I, I know it's not necessarily what we're here to talk about today, but I think it's an important place. I think it, it will give you a sense of who I am a lot more as well. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I love it. And and just the last thing that we'll touch on with that is just to understand, just like you said, you don't need, you know, millions of dollars in your bank account because money is a tool, right? And you need to use that tool to be able to leverage to make more impact. So that means while that millions of dollars is in your bank account, there's other ways that you can invest that money, whether it's into stocks, whether it's into real estate, whether it's into people and getting better people on your team. So then you can go out and you could serve more people. So now you have more of an impact. So you're just sitting on a whole bunch of cash it does nothing for you right so i well, love that you money. brought up that you're losing money dude like and you know that right you're right. losing money because you're not even paid one percent anymore so inflation is running at a higher rate than what you're getting paid by a bank to hold the money some countries are actually going to go to minus inflation minus interest rates soon which means you've got to pay the money to leave uh pay the bank to leave your money in the bank account and I'm not being negative. I'm just being real. Like that's the world we live in. So you're hundred percent correct. Like take the money and use it as a tool. What you just said is so true. You know, we're constantly hiring more people. I literally did a post the other day in our, in our, one of our Facebook groups. I just said to people, I want to get more business partners. We want to have more people come in, start a new business. We will fund it. You don't have to put any money in. I just want you to go and do the work. I'm not going to pay you anything. And when the business is, is profiting, after we put all the money in, we'll do a share of the, the profits. Because again, it's another way to help somebody get a company going. We get a share in the business. Because if not, the money's just sitting in a bank account doing nothing. It's not, it's not impacting or helping anybody, you know? I love it, man. So true. And, and man, there's, there's so much that we could talk about, but I want to make sure that we can give people some tactical things. And right now that buzzword that we had talked about a little bit earlier is the word known as Amazon. And a lot of people right now, we're all one, we're all using Amazon every single day, regardless if we like it or not, or we're at least coming in contact with this. Because even if you're not buying something from Amazon, your neighbor across the street or your, your partner next door, somebody's got an Amazon box being delivered to their house or their apartment or their work every single day. That's right around you. And so for you, I want to know, where did Amazon come into the picture for you? Because you've been in businesses 10, 11 years. Has it always been Amazon or did you stumble yeah. upon Amazon? No, um, so I got started in 2010 in this whole game. And 
before that, like a lot of people watching and listening today, I was just an aspiring entrepreneur. I was trying to figure out how to make money. I was working as a data processor. Boring job. Oh my God, so boring. But that's what I used to do. And I would be Googling around every day how to make money online, which for anybody watching is the worst thing you can possibly Google or put into YouTube for that matter, because all manner of crap comes back. But I didn't know any of that. And I was just looking around and I thought, you know, affiliate marketing, dropship, and blah, 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 blah. All these different opportunities have been thrown at me. And like, you know, I'm not saying they're not legit because they are good. They all make money. But for me, like I didn't have any expertise. I didn't have anything like that. I needed to get into something. And so uh, physical products for me was just what I ended up doing after a lot of searching. I was about 22, 23. And so I, I had gone through lots of courses before that, not done anything ever, uh, just, just completely consuming stuff. And I got a bit of luck in that. I started telling people around me, hey, I'm looking to get into physical products. Do you know anybody who sells anything on the internet? And I got a bit of luck in that my, my aunt, her friend, this guy, Robert, who's still my business partner, he was selling stuff on eBay and Amazon in the UK at the time. Um, complicated political situation here in Ireland, but Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, as some of you may know that. And so he lived up there. My mom is from there as well. And so basically, I went to meet this guy. I saw he had a warehouse, two warehouses, he had staff, and I, I saw real products being sold to real people. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, uh, this is what I've been looking for. So uh, long story short, I quit my job. I moved into my aunt's spare room and I just started working in this warehouse. And I remember on the first days, you know, I wanted the laptop lifestyle, of course, like a lot of people do. And Robert was like, what are you wearing those clothes for? You're going to need like work clothes. You're going to be lifting boxes. And I'm like, what? No, I'm going to be like, you know, on sitting a in a palm tree or near a palm tree, whatever, right? Making money. And, and I really learned a lot there because I worked in the warehouse for about nine months. And I just was literally at Robert's side all day, right into the evening. I just worked constantly with him, learning everything I could. And I started selling some of his products that were like secondhand, like returns. I started selling them on eBay initially and making some money there. I started teaching myself then how to make listings on eBay with HTML and CSS, things like that, just to make them look nicer. I started learning copywriting then, how to actually write words that would help me sell more of these weird products that were lying around. And so I started making some money doing that, learning from Robert. Um, and then I read this book, The E-Myth Revisited, which a lot of people have read. It's a brilliant book, Michael Gerber. And, uh, and, and I realized, you know, systems, processes, like this is something I could bring to Robert, who was teaching me a ton at the time. And we could create something better because at the time we were sh shipping everything at the customers ourselves. Uh, we had lots of customer support issues. With lots of team members stuck in a warehouse all day. It was not nice. It wasn't a laptop lifestyle at all. <laughs> and I realized, you know, well, if Robert and I, if we started from scratch and we brought in totally different products and we just sold stuff on Amazon, and instead of only selling in the UK, we, we actually sold outside of the UK as well, in the US, as well as across Europe, um, we could be successful, like, without have needing all these things because Amazon have what they call their FBA program, which means fulfillment by Amazon. So for anybody who doesn't know what fulfillment by Amazon means, very simply, uh, you send a small quantity of your products into Amazon's warehouse. They store it. 
that whenever someone comes on to your listing for, you know, Casanova's plastic shoe boxes, right? Uh, they will see that that is actually, uh, it's, it's sold by you, but it's shipped by Amazon. So you get all the benefits of Amazon Prime and all of that because you're using the FBA program. So this is a long time ago. And really, even like in Europe, you know, FBA was really very young back then um, compared to what it is now and in the US too. And so we just started selling, you know, all these different products. Some of the products Robert had sold, a very small amount of those. And then we just started finding all kinds of new products uh, in, in multiple categories. You know, we actually did sell plastic shoe boxes for a while, vacuum storage bags. We used to sell these little cedar hangers you put into... Um, you hang it up so that like, you know, that's got a nice scent in your wardrobe, like random things, right? We sold tons of them as well as all of our, our members. Now we've nearly 8,000 members that we've shown this to and are very successful. Um, and, and, and we just did, him and I did this business for uh, nearly four years together, uh, three years together. And we got rid of the warehouses. We got rid of everything. And we were just warehouse free, making money, selling weird stuff on Amazon for a couple of years. And got bored, you know, where it was like, this is fun. You know, we were, we used to go on vacation every year with our, both our families uh, to, to Florida. We used to like going to Disneyland and all that and, and Universal. Uh, and we used to stay in Kissimmee all the time back in the day. And they were really great days. But, you know, like a lot of people want, you mentioned impact earlier on. And that was one of the things that was missing. You know, like we we're making money. Then we saw all these other people teaching Amazon. Uh, this is about now 2014, 2015, lots of people teaching it, but we felt like we had a very different way of, of selling on Amazon. We don't sell competitive products. We sell uh, really low competitive, weird stuff. We sell it in multiple countries on Amazon. And, you know, we fly under the radar as a result of that. And there's millions of products like that in those categories. And so uh, we thought, well, look, we're doing well with the business why don't we show other people what we're doing and then just see what happens? Like it wasn't a grand scheme or anything. We thought if we make a couple of hundred grand and that's it, then that's great. Like, cause we can still keep doing our Amazon thing and all, all as well. Obviously a lot's changed since then and it's turned into a, a, a big thing, but a freight company and everything else. So that's where it started. And that's how I got into it. And, you know, now, you know, fast forward years later, it was so, well over $12 million ourselves uh, on Amazon, but our community, I don't have the exact figure. I wish I did and we're working to get it, but the community has sold well over $100 million of products. I mean, just to give you some perspective, last year in 2020, we have a freight company for our members where we ship our own containers from China to the US, UK, Australia, Canada. And we shipped 2 million items last year uh, from the Far East, uh, which was over $40 million of sales value in just that little group alone. So well over hundred million a year, I would say the community's doing. Can't guarantee that, but that's an estimated figure. And uh, that's where we find ourselves. Wow. Wow, man. There's so much I want to unpack there. The first thing um, I guess I want to know. So you said that you let go of all of your warehouses and what? So did essentially you then just start drop shipping? Like you had all your... No. your how did you let all that go? What we, yeah, what we did was we we only do private label. Typically, we do sometimes sell other. And explain products. to anybody who what what is private label? Yeah, no problem. So so what that means is we find a product on Amazon that's selling well, low competition. You know, let's say tomato steaks. I usually say tomato, but U.S. and Canada, it's tomato. So I say tomato, so everybody understands. 
So, so that's like a product. Let's just say you found that, you see on Amazon, there's people buying that. There's all rules I can give you, but it's tricky if I'm not screen sharing um, to, so people would understand. But basically we're looking at how many search results are on Amazon for that keyword. And then we're looking at the best seller rank of all the products in tomato steaks. What are the best seller ranks looking like? You know, is there, are there tons of tomato steaks? There's no opportunity. Or is there a specific tomato steak that we can sell that's, that's, it, people are clearly looking for on Amazon. It's a six foot tomato steak and there's not many people selling that. We're going to sell that product, right? And what, and describe what you mean by not many people. So when you, cause you're like hard, low competition, somebody's like, well, I can go on Amazon right now and I can look up any product. How do I know if this is low competition or if it's, if it's high competition? Uh, it's down to the bestseller uh, rank range. That's how we do. That's how we do it. And that's how we've done it for many years now. So like, Obviously, if you're number one, you're the best seller in that category. Home and garden, you're number one, like you're selling unbelievable amounts every day, thousands and thousands every day. If you're number 50,000, you're selling a lot less, but you're still what we would call within range. So anywhere from one to 50,000, we would consider those products. Now, tomato steaks, we search that and we see that there's one that's 30,000, one that's 2,000, one that's uh, 48,000, one that's 222,000. We have to make a determination on the size of the market, first of all. So if I'm seeing a lot of products that are closer to 50,000 and beyond, um, well, I would, I would say it's a small market then based upon the BSRs, the bestseller ranks. Mm. Equally, if I go into tomato steaks and I see every product is the exact same, like just pages of the same thing, I'm gone straight away. I don't even care what the BSR is because how am I going to get found? Like it's, it's going to be so difficult. So there's just so many schools of thought on Amazon. The way we do it is, uh, I'll give you a really simple example from, a, I was doing a YouTube video today and I was looking at, um, it was, uh, what do you call, my brain is going now, thread, it's, it's for th what they thre a thread rack, right? For like sewing threads. So I looked up thread rack and I see tons of wooden thread racks and they're all doing well. They're selling well, but it's just wooden, 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 wooden going on forever. The range looks good, but there's too many. So I would, I would have been out on that, like in Shark Tank. But then I saw something. I, I saw this one metal uh, thread rack. It was doing really well. It was 8,000 in Home and Kitchen, I believe, was the, or could have been Arts and Crafts, was the category, one of those. So it was within range, it's less than 50,000 and sitting in there. And what I'm saying to myself is, are people searching for a metal thread rack? So then I search that keyword. I see it's the first product that comes up. They're, they're all wooden other than that one. So I'm realizing, wow, there's an opportunity there because mm. there's one person selling a, a metal thread rack. And that's what we're looking for. I think that's the best example I can give because that's a very it's good hard one. to conceptualize it unless we're showing you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a very good one. And I think somebody else can gain that concept right now that they're like, oh, like, I know there's somebody else that's out there that's like, man, I, I got to go look at metal. And they'll be able to, to do it themselves, right? Because all of what you're saying is on the front end. Obviously, there's a lot more work on the back end that you potentially have to do. But to at least be able to identify what's a method that I can identify high or low competition, I think that that was very valuable. And yeah, so uh, that's, and that's honestly, if, if the way we do it, uh, Casanova, that's the business. Like that's the business it's in identifying these products. And then we get them selling globally because really 
when you're private label, I have to finish that point because I don't think I did. And I apologize to everybody. What what it is, we put our own brand and our own unique barcode. We literally go to a manufacturer in China and we say, hey, I've got this metal thread rack. Let's go with that example now. And I want to look like this. I want to have, here's my barcode. You can literally purchase a barcode from a company called GS1. And so that will be yours. You will own that, nobody else. So you want to put that onto the packaging and I want to do this, that, and the other with the product, right? So that's fine. And it has to be black or I want it navy or whatever the case may be. That supplier will then custom produce a quantity for you. They're already producing it for other people, right? They are. And that's fine. That's that's just the nature of manufacturing. But you're getting your own uh, brand put on your own packaging and they're custom producing a quantity for you. And so we do different things to stand out, you know, different like bonuses and things like that. But that for anybody listening, that's what private labeling is. It'll be your brand and you're going to trademark that brand eventually. And then you can do on Amazon what's called brand registry which means you register your unique brand on Amazon. And by the way, everybody, you don't have to be some big company to do this. You can do this and be very small, but you own the trademark and you register it on Amazon so you can protect that on Amazon. And that's something that you didn't do years ago, but now it's an important part of the, the, the Amazon, selling an Amazon deal, if you want to call it that. Hey, Dream Builder, if you're anything like me, you have no idea how to come up with a quality logo or even a creative design. You know that quality is important, but it's not always the easiest to nail down, right? That's where Design Crowd comes in. Whether it's a logo, a website, book cover, or even a social media ad, they have a community of over 900,000 professional designers around the world ready to help solve your creative problem. Head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation to learn more and just for being a part of the dream nation tribe you're going to receive a special vip offer when you sign up of up to 150 dollars credit now instead of waiting weeks for an agency to pitch you an idea you'll be able to get a design of exactly what you need within just three days so again head on over to designcrowd.com forward slash dream nation and check it out no, man, that's that's so much value in that. And I appreciate you sharing it. I'm sure someone else will appreciate hearing that as well. I guess my next question would be, how do you get, are you only relying off of Amazon to bring you the traffic? Or like, are you going to then yeah. still need to, to spend a thousand to three thousand in Facebook ads and drive them to your Amazon pages? What does that look like? So that's a great question. And there's a complicated answer. I will give you the short, the short and least complicated answer I can give you. Um, in the Amazon space, there's a lot of confusion, right? Um, what we've done is we have d- divided the business model into two different models. You've got what we would call the marketplace model, which is what I've been describing. I'm looking on Amazon almost like a stock market. I'm finding opportunities where there is demand, proven demand, people are buying products, uh, but there's an opportunity. There's a gap in the market. Going back to our metal thread racks, we can do a better offer, better listing better everything and go in there and take a share of that market, right? So obviously product research is critical here because if you bring in a product that's too competitive, you're not going to be successful with that type of a model. We use Amazon's PPC paid advertising on the Amazon platform then to push further um, uh, viewers to our listing to call sessions on Amazon. 
But, but really like when you do great research, a little bit of PPC on the Amazon platform with great research, We've got many members who spend hardly anything on Amazon PPC. It's just that they've optimized their listing with the correct keywords and they've made the right offer. And there's just plenty of people searching for those products actively, but the options are not good. So they do very well because they automatically convert better than everybody else. So they start ranking better because Amazon wants to put the best converting listings at the top. Very simple. Right. That's the marketplace model. Brand model is where you're saying, Amazon's a part of my business. It's a distribution channel I want to leverage, but I'm also going to have my own Shopify store and I'm going to build a brand with related products in that one brand. And we do we do have a program on that, but it's a, it's a separate business model is what I tell people because it is. You're only leveraging Amazon for a part of your business, whereas you're building your own platform as well. So that's something that's a problem in this industry. I find that people are like muddy in the water. They're, they don't really know are they doing the marketplace model? They're doing the brand model. And so my thing to those of you listening today is like, if your heart's set on having this big world change, this big brand, and you want to like have your own site, you want to do all that, you want to take control of everything, go with the brand model. And that's not, that is, we do have a program on that, but it's not our main program. On the other side though, if you're listening to what I'm saying, the thing I will tell you is, to do the brand model, I'm not saying it's impossible because it definitely is not, but you have to be aware, like, like you mentioned, Facebook ads, they're complicated, right? You have to then figure out, okay, well, uh, front and back end, you mentioned, okay, you now have to figure out a front end product that I can sell where I can at least break even on advertising or even make a slight loss, you know, but break even would be where I want to be. But I have to have offers at the back of my business then that I can make in order to actually make my profit. And so if you don't know how to do that, and it's not like, you know, it's, it's learnable, but it's not like, you know, the easiest thing in the world, that's something you have to master. And that's a, that's a, that's a more complicated process that we do teach but it's, it's like the, the marketplace model for beginners is what I always recommend because it's much easier. You're relying on research and we've got people with a seven figure business and they don't have their own website. They don't drive traffic in any other way than what I'm talking about. And are there, are there like downsides to that? Of course, but hey, there's downsides to every business model. So it's certainly something that you can do and, and continue doing where we also get some diversification, which most other courses do not get because they don't teach it. We don't just sell on amazon.com. We sell on multiple platforms. Um, I know I'm talking a lot here, but I, could I give no, you- No, and we're loving it. Five? We're loving it. Okay. Uh, let me tell you something called a rule of five because I think it's going to really give everybody a framework where you can like understand the power of this marketplace model. So let's say you've got five um, products, right? That you're going to sell, that you've researched and they all look good and blah, blah, blah. Five. You're going to sell those in five different Amazon countries, not just Amazon.com. You'll sell in Dakota, UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, you whatever, right? Five. So you got five products, five countries. You're making five sales per day per product per country, right? So five in every single country. And you're making an average net profit of $5, right? We'll stick in dollars for this show. Um, if you look at that over a month, that's $18,750 net profit, not sales, with five items. And people are like, oh, calculator comes out. How is that possible? And it's because you're making a small number of sales, but you're making them in a number of different countries at the same time. And that's something that um, if you only sold on Amazon.com, you, you can get a rule of five, but you need more products. 
I'm saying you can have less products, well, a number of products, but put them in a number of countries. And that enables us to not sell the hyper-competitive items. Because if you get into hyper-competitive spaces on Amazon, you have to then play a different game. You will need your own website. You will need to drive traffic from elsewhere to Amazon. But I just think like at the end of the day, like if you're building your own platform, you might as well keep it on your platform because I, don't, I, I think spending money to send people to Amazon is kind of a strange thing to do, you know? So we just leverage Amazon. We stay in the platform. We do teach the other thing, but it's a completely separate business model and a completely different way of thinking, you know? Man, so much game, so much value. Like lives will be changed off of what you just said right there. And there's, oh my God, like I know there's somebody at the computer right now that's that's feeling like they hit a gold mine. Now, let me ask for the people that say, oh my God, it feels like Amazon is so saturated though, right? It feels like everyone's talking about Amazon because it's a big buzzword, right? And it's only sure. getting bigger and more people are using it. And yeah, so what do you say to yeah. those people? Because it's like, should, because first off, there's topics out yeah. there of, of physical real estate versus digital real estate, right? And, yeah. and so like people are wondering where do they go and Amazon's always up there. So what do you say to those people that says, I don't know if I should get in because it feels like it's about to hit a boom, like as in a bust boom, not a boom to go up because it feels like yeah. everybody's already in. Yeah, um, I just think it's a hilarious. I always laugh when people say Amazon is saturated. I would tell you certain products on Amazon are saturated because what does saturation mean? Let's 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 start there at the top and break down what you're actually saying. So when you say something saturated, what you're actually saying is that in supply and demand, right? So that's the, the two curves we have in economics. You're telling me that actually supply is at a place where there's not enough demand to meet the supply. Therefore, it's saturated. There's too much supply. There's not enough demand. So you can't say Amazon is saturated because what you're saying is then that there's not enough demand on Amazon, uh, but there's so much supply. It doesn't make any sense. So that, that doesn't make sense, number one. But then I would tell you that there are many products that are saturated in Amazon. There's too many people selling them. You shouldn't be selling them. And this is the problem we have where I actually got a book and I won't say the name of the author because I don't want to be nasty, but I found a book on uh, Amazon, amazingly. And I bought it, right? Because it was 101 good products to sell on Amazon. And I thought, I'm going to put this to the test. Let's see what this person is recommending. And what they were recommending, the problem with what they were recommending was it would be like earring backs, right? So, so sell those. But the trouble is on the Amazon platform, if you type in earring backs, so the backs of an earring, mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't understand what I'm saying, because I know it's a strange word, I picked the worst example. Um, there's just so many different types. Like it's like, I have, I have no idea which one. And then there's like hypoallergenic and there's this and that. And so there's all these different like, you know, sub uses of the same thing. And that's a terrible product to get into. So when you start seeing that, you're starting to move to saturation because people are starting to think, well, what's an angle I can put on the product so that I can etch out a little piece of that, of that uh, overall category. I can get into that little piece of the niche and I can take up that real estate. So you're, that's what you start to see there uh, in those kinds of products. So definitely they're products that are saturated, um, but, but there's millions that there's lots of people looking for them and the offers that are out there, people are buying them, but they're not that great. You could improve them. So I think that 
if you do Amazon the way um, a lot of people do it, which is like, give me a hundred hot selling products. I'm going to pick one, man, like that, that died out years ago, but people still teach that. And it just, it pains me. Like I go to YouTube all the time. I cannot believe some of the products that people are recommending to get into because they're, they're, they're confusing the brand model with the marketplace model. Mm. In other words, if I got into earring backs, I would want to do a niched down or a niched down, as you'd say in the S, a niche down version of that, that targets a subcategory in the world that I can speak to. And that's a different business to selling something on Amazon. So you have to understand that. On from that then, Amazon, I mean, like the, the whole coronavirus situation has, I would say, played into Amazon's favor massively. Um, you know, in 2020, the year just gone, the first quarter of 2020, Amazon, um, they did 50% more than the previous quarter, which is like, when you consider the size of the company, that's a, like a massive amount. Nearly, like they didn't double their business, but they half doubled their business, which is like an unbelievable uh, amount of money. And it's, and it's increasing. I mean, right now, more fresh lockdowns coming in. There was click and collect in, in physical stores here in Ireland. That's gone now. It's delivery only. So what's going to happen? Everybody jumps on the Amazon where everything gets delivered and it's there. It's quick. People have prime accounts. They trust Amazon. So, so Amazon is growing year on year and there's more people going on to the platform. So for those of you listening, what you've got to get good at doing is finding the weird products, the less competitive products where there are millions of them. And then you've got to have a multiple of those in your business, get them into multiple markets and that compounding of those products, you can make a really nice business for yourself and really fly under the radar. And that's what we teach. Got it. I love it. Now, the other thing for a lot of people, what I don't hear people talking about in Amazon and which we know in the online business world is the money is always in your list, right? You got to yeah. build an email list because that's how you build your long-term customers. You just increase the frequency, increase the price and, and things like that. Well, yeah. with Amazon, from what I know, and maybe you can educate me, they don't allow you to get the customer information, yeah. right? That's so right. how then do right. you build your list with if you have a private label or amazon marketplace store when you're starting out yeah so you made a very sweeping statement there right and you are right you're not wrong i mean it's important to say that to you right the sweeping statement was you have to build an email list to be successful and i agree with you i do not disagree with you but but to be successful well what does that mean right i think that's something that we have to look at and what you have to understand is with amazon they're, they have one of the biggest customer lists in the world and they've got the most trusted customer list in the world. So, hey, so here, let's say this, and I hate to cut you off, but it just, uh, so instead of saying successful, what if we say sustainable? Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Sustainable. That's fine. No problem. I can still give the same answer. So um, when you look at that, we're tapping into Amazon's customer list and it's a marketplace. That's, that's what it is. So you're leveraging an asset in order to sell a product. So you don't pay the acquisition cost of the customer because Amazon's already acquired the customer. Therefore, your profitability on those products is much better than if you were to acquire the same customer yourself in your own platform. But also you'd be going up against Amazon. So best of luck in many of those types of products, right? So, so the way you be Amazon is you have to niche them heavily and build a tribe which is great. Again, something we do teach. What I'm talking about is 
And it is sustainable because we've been doing it for my business partner, Robert, 20 years now at this point in time, if you can believe, almost 20 years, is we're tapping into Amazon's buyer base and we're selling products on the platform. Now, is it a perfect business? I think for beginners, it's a brilliant business. Are you building a customer list? You're not. And that's fine. I think you have to be aware of that. So if you want to build your own customer base, what you can do is validate your products on Amazon, get them selling, and then you can build your own customer platform on the other side if you want. But here's the thing, man. It's still sustainable because people continue to buy those same products on Amazon year in, year out. Obviously, as, as products become more competitive, then yeah, you're going to need more products in your business because some are not going to be as popular as others. But I can tell you, we have a product. It's a little speaker mount. Uh, they come in all different pack sizes. And since I started, right, we've we've been selling that item for 10 years now. Robert was actually selling it for a couple of years before that. So it's probably more like 12 or 13 years. It's selling better than it ever did. And it only sells on Amazon, right? Now, mm. am I saying that's like, Oh, guaranteed everything's going to be the same. No, I'm just telling you that it is sustainable from that perspective. But again, you have to understand the business that you're actually in versus the we're versus a different business model. And that's what I'm saying. We're leveraging a marketplace. Whereas if you want to build your own platform and do what you talked about, which is Jay Abraham's three ways to grow a business, uh, Jay is a personal mentor of mine, then you have to build your own platform. And that's really difficult. But also, if you want what you talked about, that's what you got to do, you know? Man, so much fire, so much wisdom. And the only reason why I say that is because some people, they've never heard about it. I'll be honest, when I first got into the online world, coming from the offline world of real estate, I didn't learn this until probably about a year and a half ago. And somehow I caught an Amy Porterfield video and she yeah. was like, all the money's in the list. And then I seen Pat Flynn talking about all the money's in the list. And I'm like, I have no list, right? And then yeah. the other side of that is a lot of people, you know, when they get into this online world, one of the components or collaborators that anybody with an online business has is Facebook. Facebook, right? Facebook ads, yeah. Facebook groups, things like yeah. that. Well, the one thing that we know, especially with Facebook ads is they can shut you down at any moment. And then people are like, oh my God, what about my ad account? Things like that. Whereas I, I guess I brought that point up to say, what happens if I'm building a marketplace business and then Amazon for whatever reason shuts me down? Have you seen that with your students? And like, what do I do? Yeah. I mean, if you're, you have to, okay. So, and I love this, right? I love this conversation because everyone can shut you down, right? This Not if you have your own money. list, they can't shut you down. Yeah, they can. Of course they can. Of course they can. Absolutely. You can be shut down with your own email list 100% because if you if you spam with that email list and if you, if you let me tell you something. What people don't understand is 60% of emails go through Gmail, right? Mm -hmm. And what most people don't do is I pay an email consultant, uh, whatever, two grand a month just to look at this. Uh, for marketplace superheroes or freight company and stuff like that we send over a million emails a month right so i can tell you a lot of email marketing and you absolutely can be shut down that's the thing that people understand because uh, if, if uh, google decide your domain is not trustworthy right which they can do people could spam complain about you for no good reason because people are strange right you will ne never get email deliverability and that list is now not usable so basically, look, at the end of the day, you have to follow the rules of the platform that you're on. You do. But you got to know the business you're in. So anybody that's watching today, if you're looking to build a customer list and that's your absolute, like you want to build that brand 
I would tell you that the marketplace approach is not going to be right for you. But for so many people starting out, they don't have those advanced skills. They don't understand how to do that. They just want to get into something that's going to, that, that again, has made us money for the long term. We're doing this, I'm doing this over 10 years, Robert, 18 years. I think it's a great way to get started in business. It's also a great way to grow a business very passively because Amazon do 90%, 90% of the work for you day in, day out. But I would, I would say no business is perfect. And this isn't perfect, but for beginners, I think it's pretty close to it. I love it, man. Now, how quickly, I guess just one quick question is how quickly could someone get up and really start making, you know, in their first month, do you see many of people make 5K a month in their first month or even 3K a month? Or is that like, understand that Amazon's still a business that it probably takes you 60 to 90 days? When you say make, what do you mean? Revenue or profit? I mean, profit. Uh, very unlikely. Uh, most businesses do not make that in their first month. I would say though, it depends. What does it depend on? How much you invest in the business? You know, like if you're invest, like, and that's the thing I remember telling Robert, I want to make 10 grand a month when I started, you know, and he's like, how many products have you got? I'm like, none. <laughs> and he's like, so how are you going to make 10 K if you're not selling anything? And I'm like, I don't know, just will. And that's the problem with a lot of online businesses is that people don't have any understanding of numbers and so when you're selling a physical product, like the end of the day of the sales price, 30% of that you put in your pocket, right? Mm. So that's your net profit before tax. So something sells for 20 bucks, um, you're going to put in $6 in your pocket, right? After all is said and done. So you have to think about that and say, if you're going to make three grand net profit, you got to be making sales of 10,000 roughly. Uh, 9,000 technically, a little bit less. So then you got to divide that in and say, well, if it was nine grand you've got to divide that into 30 and see well how much per day is that going to be which is well like 300 300 bucks a day is that right uh yeah yeah, yeah. 300 bucks a day in revenue which is not like that's not that much money really if you're selling if your average selling price is 25 bucks it's like 12 sales a day or something like that or whatever it is so it's not that much but like it takes a little bit of time for people usually to get money down invest in it get the products into stock but i've seen people within their first 12 to 18 months gets about a half a million in revenue yearly. But again, they have to invest money. Usually like to get to that level, it's like over the course of time, about $50,000 invested in the business over a course of time. So you gotta be real, like, you know, it's all good talking big numbers, but it's like, are you putting money into the business or are you putting, you know, happy meals into the business? Right, thanks. <laughs> And I love that you said that because people, you know, they've heard a lot of things about finding the products and all of that. But then on the backside, understand that this is still a real business. Just like if you're investing into real estate, you know, there's there's a lot there. You have to invest twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Some you you have to be willing to spend money to try to make money. It's not just going to appear out of thin air. And some very rare case scenarios, right? You can never make blanket statements. But overall, understand that you're still getting into a business. So that's a very yeah. valid point. Well, well, and I always tell people, right, if you want to make money with no money down, the only method that I know of that you can do that in legitimately is by having a high impact skill that you can bring into a business that's going to help that business make more. And they'll pay you either a one-off fee for that or a share of the profitability. That's something we do teach to some of our members. But that's the that like there's no but again it's time you're investing there it's not money right but there's no like for every action there's an equal but opposite reaction so that's just a rule of physics right it's science so like what's the action you're going to take it's going to get you the reaction and if the action is 
no money in, no time put in, no effort put in, well then you, you deserve no money back, no nothing back. And so, uh, and that's just how it is. And I, I, I think it's important we put that message out there because yeah, you can have a business that's doing a hundred grand a month in revenue. Of course you can. I've seen it happen tons of times. I've done way more than that in my own businesses. You know, we're doing seven figures a month across the board, but like it didn't happen at enough and real money went in, you know, real time went in. I love it, man. So, so many valid points there. I just got two last questions for you. Um, first off, know what you know now, and you're so much wiser over these last 10 years. And I always love to ask the question. I know a lot of people, they start off by saying they wouldn't change anything. But I love to ask the question of looking back on your journey, if there was one thing you wish you could have changed or that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to be able to accelerate your path and your growth to your dream of where you are now, what would that one thing be? Yeah, I can tell you. Um, it would have been that if I could go back and talk to myself, I'd have told my old self, um, stick with one or two of these things, but just implement. Because here's the thing, and I did it for many years. I listened to positive, happy self-help information, which I'm a big fan of. Talk about Jack Canfield, Changed My Life, Success Principles, one of my favorite books of all time. Too. But here's the thing. I used to just listen to Jack Canfield loads. And that's not good because you'll feel good, you'll feel positive, but if you ain't doing anything, nothing's going to happen. So there's right. a, you know, people talk about law of attraction. Some people think it's a lot of crap. I think there's something in it. I don't know about the whole, you know, metaphysical part of it, but I definitely can tell you from a scientific point of view, it's the action reaction thing we just talked about again. Uh, and I will tell you that there's definitely a law of action. And that is, if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. And a quote that I've, I love from Charlie Munger is to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. And the world is not yet a crazy enough place to reward a whole bunch of undeserving people. And that's a big one. And if you're doing nothing, you're not executing anything, you don't deserve anything. And that's the thing I would tell you, anyone listening today, no matter what you're doing, look at the actions you've taken and ask yourself, honestly, do I deserve to be successful? Or do I not deserve it? Because I didn't deserve it for so long because I wasn't doing anything. I was just reading books and listening to stuff. And it's confusing achievement with activity. Don't do that because it's going to hold you back massively. Man, there's so much wisdom. And that's a perfect segue into the last question that I have. And that is somebody out there that's right now that's listening at you and they're super inspired. Not only me, um, they love your swagger. They love the education and the wisdom and they want to blaze a path that's similar to yours. But they have that little voice in their head and that little voice says that they're not smart enough. They're not strong enough. Or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave that person with to get them to just take action? You're, you're going to find this one strange, but I mean it. Stop believing in yourself, right? Stop. What you have to do is you have to find a process or a person and you believe in that. So for me, I met Robert and I just believed in him. He was doing way more than I was doing. And I was like, I don't know if everything this guy says is correct, but I trust what he's telling me. He's got much more results than I do. I don't, so I don't believe in me yet, but I'm going to believe in this guy and I'm going to do everything he tells me. And that changed my life because if you've never been successful, if you've never made any money before, how can you believe in yourself? You've not done anything. 
So you have to find someone, uh, some person or a process and believe in that and just go and do it because that will actually help you uh, get actual results. And then once you have that result, a bit of result from a proven process that you've gone and done, you've, you've, you've achieved something now, now you can start to innovate. Now you can start to build that brand, that customer list, and now you got something. That's what I would tell people. Man, again, I, so much wisdom, and I can't say thank you enough. This has been a phenomenal episode. For anybody, we'll make sure we put all of the show notes or the links in the show notes, but for anybody who wants to stay connected with you, tell us where can they find you at? Sure, so two places I recommend YouTube, uh, Marketplace Superheroes, search that. Loads of videos, but two a week uh, that are high value. And then also MarketplaceSuperheroes.com. Make sure you're spelling heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S. It's incredible. I'm going to have to change the, I don't know, change the name of the business or something. But yeah, Marketplace Superheroes, just go search that. And uh, YouTube is probably the best place. You can just see what I'm talking about. You can see some research that I talked about today. And uh, hey, if I make sense to you, that's great. We'd love to work with you. And if I just gave you a different way of thinking today, that's as valuable to me. I don't, I don't need anybody's money. I just need more people to stop talking and start doing it. Man, again, this is so many gems. If nobody else has told you today, my brother, I want to be the first one to say thank you and I appreciate you. Uh, remember, Dream Nation, just as he said, don't, uh, don't consume, right? Execute. Execute every single day because we all have a dream. But if you do not take action on that dream, that dream will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side.